0: you're listening to bella figura the tradition of living beautifully i'm your host dolores alfieri taranto in this show we explore bella figura the art of beautifying all facets of your life with a focus on heritage as a means to do so In each episode, I talk to designers, writers, fashion bloggers, healers, and others from various ethnic backgrounds about what I call the holy, the elemental, and the majesty, their culture, spiritual style, its principal values, and their lineage and family stories, all in a straight talk manner with minimal woo-woo. Join me in spiritual conversations for the rest of us. Your heritage is your superpower learn how to wield it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is episode two. It's very exciting. This means we're rolling along. I hope you're doing well today, and I'm so glad that you've joined me for another episode of Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully here in New York. uh, Let's see. It was a sunny day yesterday after a week of just constant rain and uh, gloominess, which makes being in quarantine even more gloomy (laughs) and even more isolating. But, you know, it is what it is. And we're all rolling with the punches. But yesterday, the sun came out in the second part of the day and me and my son and my husband just grabbed a blanket and ran outside to soak up as much as we could. And it was a really nice afternoon and just simple moments, you know, just felt like a bit of normalcy and like everything might actually be okay. You know, the baby was born in October and I feel like he is lacking vitamin D (laughs) between winter on the East coast. And of course the fact that we've been in quarantine for weeks now I mean at least two months or no a month and a half I think we're at at this point so it was nice to just let him be out there and us be out there but then of course after a while the sun was actually so strong that like my mommy instincts kicked in and I held an umbrella over him to block out the sun so that's motherhood just sitting there holding an umbrella over your infant son so he doesn't get too much sunshine, <laughs> but anyhow, moving forward. So, with that said, obviously, uh, I'm recording this during quarantine, during the coronavirus pandemic. The episode you're about to listen to was record. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before the pandemic outbreak, so that's why you'll see that we don't mention it. But just as I said in episode one, the contents of this episode are classic and timeless, and they will be relatable, and the things we talk about will be useful to you now, as ever. Okay, so I want to introduce my guest to you. Marine Saliné is a New York-based family constellations facilitator, author, and motivational speaker. A French native, Marine was born in Brittany and raised in Paris. After studying psychology and communications in Paris, she moved to Miami. There, one of her mentors, Michelle Blackner, introduced her to Family Constellations Therapy. After immersing herself in the process in Miami, she studied at the Bert Hellinger Institute before opening her own practice in New York. Her unique approach to family constellations method helps people heal from family wounds and find individual blocks rooted in the family system. This awareness unleashes freedom in the present. Her approach allows clients to get to the root of their pain in order to not only heal themselves, but the generations before and after them. Marine Saline works with clients through individual sessions, group workshops, and her signature online course. She also speaks on panel discussions and at conferences delivering motivational speeches. And since 2019, she's one of the Goop Talents for Goop Health. So, this episode, I'm going to file under what I call the Majesty, which is your family lineage. So, your lineage, your ancestors, and your family stories. And you'll see why as the conversation unfolds with Maureen, really her form of therapy that she practices is rooted in understanding your place in your family narrative, which I think is so important. So understanding your place as a descendant, but also as an ancestor, and what is your role in healing the wounds and healing the patterns that keep repeating in your your Majesty, and how do we do that? So that's what this really amazing conversation with uh, Marine is going to touch on, and I think you'll find this particular form of therapy very powerful. While talking to Marine, I just kept seeing layers of light la- and layers of depth in her description of the work that she does, and I even have a moment of revelation myself, as you'll hear. And I, I actually even had some others, some other clicks that I didn't vocalize on mic. So it's pretty powerful stuff. And I think that, you know, anyone struggling with any issue, a vice and, you know, a pattern that, especially if you've been struggling with it for many years, you'll find this episode, especially compelling. Okay. Let's jump on in. I'll see you on the other side. Maureen, welcome to the Bella Figura podcast. How thank are you? Thank so for having me. I'm good and you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing very well and I'm so excited to speak with you. I know I've said that about 20 times <laughs> to you like over email and before we even just um, got on mic right now but the work you're doing is so intriguing to me and uh, I'm so looking forward to just diving in and just talking about it. So thank you so much. Oh no, thank you so
1: much. Thank you.
0: So, just to start a little bit, you work with what you call family constellations. Let's just start there. So, I, I think that that phrase is interesting. And I, one thing I want to know is, did you did you come up with it, or is it like an industry term, family constellations?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I did not come up with okay. it. Okay, you know, like <laughs> no, 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 not at all. The the founder of that uh, therapy, it's Bert Hellinger. Mm. he is German. He passed away last year, actually in September at the age of probably 90, 95. So he developed, you know, that therapy in the fifties. And, you know, when you take a look at your family tree, it looks like a constellation, you know, like all the family members are connected all together. And so I guess this is why, you know, he named uh, his therapy family constellations. Now, the name, the new name, in a way, is Movements of the Soul. Mm. But I kept Family Constellations because I think it's easier to understand the work that we do, and you're going to work with your family, and we are all connected.
0: They're both very poetic terms, though, for,
1: yes.
0: for actually the work. Yes, they are.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, they are. Yeah. He's, a very, he's a philosopher, you know. like it's mm. a, Besides being a, an amazing therapist, it's also a philosophy of life.
0: Oh, okay. So let's say the philosophy of living with your ancestral place in mind. Exactly. You know, like recognition,
1: belonging, seeing, recognizing, hearing you, like belonging, loving you, respect, acceptance. It's an entire new perception towards your family and who you are and what you want to pass on. On one level, yes, for sure, you are going to understand yourself. You are going to heal from your family story. But you might also pass on the new perception that you got you know like the new way of seeing your life and respecting your ancestors and respecting yourself and understanding that it is so vital you know like to have acceptance and respect toward what was in order Mm. to move so yeah for me it has always been more than just a therapy it's a new way of uh seeing my life actually
0: so it's not about, you know, sitting in your office for an hour, like a traditional therapist, and then leaving and, and kind of forgetting about the work that you did in there. It's something that you take with you <laughs> yes, throughout yes, the you day.
1: Definitely take it with you, you know, like you will always get something from it. Like it's been almost 10 years now that I've been doing family constellations. Also for my personal growth, you know, and every time I learn something new.
0: Yeah, I bet. I mean I I love the idea of it being a philosophy of life I mean of course that's really a big part of this show and why I wanted to do it because I think this is a way you can live it's a and and when I say live beautifully and bella figura it's a way of just living a beautiful life that brings in your ancestors your traditions your mm-hmm. place in your constellation in your family constellation and living with that awareness because especially in today's day and age it's it's just like everything is so fast yes. and right and everything feels like you're supposed to have just kind of come out of nowhere yeah and it's so empty living that way and and the way you know the work that you're doing and the, the work I'm trying to do with this show is bringing in a uh, dimension right a richness mm-hmm. to your everyday life mm-hmm. it's terrific Which is very very important Agreed. So, how'd you come to this work? I mean, he's he's a philosopher. How'd you find his work? I wanted to understand my
1: family, you know, like I think at first, you know, like (laughs) back to Paris, I did study psychology because I thought I was going to be a psychologist. But then at the end of my studies, you know, like something was still missing, you know, like there was something, you know, that didn't click, you know, entirely with my vision of my future career. So at that time, I moved to America. And long story short, I was in Miami. I was around maybe 25, 26. And I, again, hit rock bottom. I was pretty depressed. Even so, I had everything. You know, like, I could not be, you know, unhappy. You know, I had friends. I was in Miami. I had money. I had a job, you know. But I was still unfulfilled. And so I met that woman, Michelle Blackner. She was the first one introducing me to spirituality, you know, like healing your life, healing yourself, your personal growth. So at first, you know, like I studied the law of attractions with Abraham Hicks and all of those, you know, like very important healers as Wayne Dyer, Gabrielle Bernstein, and so on. And then one day she came back from New York and she was like, "Marine, I did something this weekend. It was just amazing. And I was like, okay, what is it? She's like family constellations. And I'm like, Okay, what's the point, you know, of doing a family constellations? And she was like, Yeah, it's all about your family story and how it has been impacting your life and influencing your decisions. You should try. I'm going to ask the facilitator to come to Miami at my place. Just do it. Me, 25-26, me, very skeptical French woman. (laughs) Like, okay, great, you know, like awesome. Okay, let's go for it. Tough cookie. I don't need anything. I can figure it out everything, you know, on my own. Well, whatever happened, I say yes because why no? And so the, I will always remember that first one. I wanted to work on my love life mm. because at that time I was desperate of meeting the man of my life, and I could not understand why he was still, you know, not part of my life. Right. And so I thought it was my father's fault. Okay, <laughs> because we had a very uh, complicated relationship. And actually, during that time, he was estranged mm. of my family because he decided to uh, abandon us, you know, my brother and I. Mm. So I was very upset. Sure. for him. And actually, the family constellations, you know, showed me something completely different. <laughs> she showed me that in my family, women are very, very strong, even emasculating, actually, our men in our family. And my father and all of the men in my family were seen, you know, as weak. And so I had no respect, actually, towards men. And that's right, because for the first 10 years, you know, of my love life, I always picked, you know, I was always attracted to weak men, meaning emotionally unavailable or being addicted to drugs, sex, violent, like, or mental health, you know, issues like men that needed a strong woman to carry them, you know, like just, okay, don't worry. I am here for you. So I was always in that dynamic thinking that it was my father's fault, but actually the badass woman, okay. Like the badass woman in my family who raised me, you know, like my mom is a businesswoman, very strong, very successful. I could not, you know, like find my man meantime, having that picture, you know, that vision of like, well, men are just pointless. They're useless. They cannot do anything for me. So I was very surprised, but it was an amazing awakening because I was finally on something that I could understand. And then, of course, I talked to my mom, and she was like, "Yeah, sure, that's true." <laughs>
0: like, mom, like, mom, you could have saved me a lot of time yeah. telling you me that sooner time here, You know, <laughs> but you know, I'm a
1: very sensitive woman. My mom is, less, you know, whatever it is. You know, like we all have a different story here. And I was like, "Really, mom?" This is what you thought, you know, like until I was like, yeah, sure. That's right. Mm. And I was like, okay. So if mommy who like, I got her approval here, I'm on something. Right. So that reckoning changed everything on a personal and professional level. You know, like it had a beautiful impact on my life. I worked on myself for one year doing once a week, you know, like one family constellation, either in private or uh, you know, group setting. And then I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I also found my missing link, you know, like, because with family constellations, I was like, you can heal. Because healing for me happens when you understand yourself. You need to understand yourself, your life, and what happened to you. If you do not process your emotions on an intellectual level, you will always stay stuck. And this is what happens, you know, with a trauma it's unfortunately your emotion your feelings were not processed they were repressed and so until you don't finally share those feelings you know like you know relieve you know that em- those emotions you know th- that situation unfortunately you might you know like repeat over and over again you know like that same pattern right so family constellations, you can have a better understanding of your story, a better understanding of all of the family members. And so of course, a better understanding of your childhood and who you are now. And this for me is priceless. Yeah. This is where it all starts. Take care of your roots, take care of your story. You need to have that strong foundation. You want to spread your wings, no problem. But at first you need to get that foundation mm. because no matter what will happen, if at some point you don't want to fly anymore and you want to rest a bit, you will go back to that foundation. What happens if you don't have that foundation? If you don't have that support? You might start actually looking, you know, for another way of supporting yourself. And this, again, can be eating disorders, drugs, abuse, alcohol, you know, like violent partners and so on.
0: Wow. Okay. There's a lot in there. I mean, um, no, it's <laughs> terrific. No, it's terrific. It's. Uh, I mean, really, one of my first thoughts is, so many of us are f- very familiar with therapy and therapeutic modalities. And I'm thinking, I mean, it really is all about our families in the end. Yeah. I mean, no matter what type <laughs> of therapy we do, it always comes back to that. Yes, definitely. So you you said just I just want to be very clear for the listeners. You said you spent a week, you know, once a week doing a family constellation. So briefly, like what exactly does that mean doing a family constellation?
1: So, very briefly, it's you pick an issue of your choice. What do you want to work on? It's always the first question that I ask to my client. What do you want to work on? And here you can say, Marine, I want to work on my love life. I want to work on my anxiety, on eating disorders, on my career, on my relationship with money. Like, understand that we can work on any subjects, okay? Like yeah. personal, professional, your health, you know, money, success, anything. Okay, but at first you really need to be precise on what you want to work on. This is the thing with family constellation. You cannot be too airy, you know, like, oh, you know, I would like to work on that, but then I would love to work on this or I'm just curious about it. No, be responsible on what you want to heal. I am not here to tell you what you should heal. That's also something very important in family constellations. You are responsible. Okay. For what you want, what you want to give, what you want to receive. Okay. You are in charge of your life. So you just pick an issue, you know, what you would like to acknowledge and understand. And then the therapist will ask you a few questions. Are your parents still together? Did your mom have any abortions or miscarriages? Any traumas, you know, that happened to you or one of the family members, like suicide or murder or uh, war stories, you know, like Holocaust, bankrupt, you know, like all of those, you know, like just asking you a few questions, you know, about the dynamic in your family. Okay. You can even draw your family tree with your therapist, which I do. Okay. And do not worry if you don't know all of the names and all of the birth of dates. It, it does not matter. Okay. Date of birth. You know, it does not matter because your body will remember. Okay, whatever happened. And if it makes sense, your body will send you, no, I will say, a signal, you know, like, yes, you're on something, keep diving. And then finally, we set up the constellation. So here, this is a part when you've never experienced a family constellation, it might be difficult to understand. If you are in private, in a private setting, I use footsteps. Okay, but other therapies can use little figurines, even essential oils. I read something about actually a therapist that is using essential oils. It can be just the random objects, you know, like whatever it is, you know, like you need to use even a piece of paper, you know, those footsteps or a piece of papers, they are going to represent one person or one emotion or one situation in accordance to the issues that you would like to heal. So for example, if you tell me, Marie I want to work on my love life, okay? I might place your mom, your dad, you, your inner child, love. You know, the emotion love. Maybe your future partner. And maybe, I don't know, if you were sexually abused, you know, like the situation of being sexually abused. I will ask you to place those two steps on the floor. This will create the picture of a constellation. Okay. And that will represent how subconsciously speaking until now you have been connecting all of those elements together. And then finally, I will ask you to step on all of them one by one and tell me your feelings or emotions here. So it's a very, you know, Mm. like subconscious work you know like i don't ask my clients you know to force yourself you know to feel something if you don't feel anything or if you don't feel any intentions you know buddy it's okay do not worry because how you actually place the footsteps already give me an indication on how again you have been connecting all of those elements together and when you are in a group setting people will represent for you either your mom again, your dad, your brother, your sister, and you will have a dialogue with all of them. Because when you represent someone in a family constellation or something, in a way, you will channel the emotions of that person or of that emotion. And then, you know, we can see the dynamics, you know, what has been hidden, you know, like for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, and we can take care of it. We can acknowledge it. We can recognize it. We can give a place.
0: I love how visceral it all is. It's You know, there's there's actual, you're actually using objects to represent the connections. And then you said more than once, your body knows.
1: Yes, your body knows.
0: So, so people are forced or encouraged to listen to the way their body responds. Exactly.
1: And as you, you know, as you may know, it is very hard sometimes. Yes. Sometimes we don't want to feel that anger. Right. We don't want to feel that anxiety. We want to shut it down. So... I think the greatest gift in life is when we are fully connected to our body because our body knows better Mm. than our mind, no matter what.
0: Now, when you say your body knows, I know, I know you're, Speaking in a very straightforward term, meaning we feel trauma and we carry trauma in our bodies. But do you also believe, or have you seen, that we carry also? Let me see how to phrase this. So that our bodies remember the trauma that came before us.
1: Yes, mm. the the term is actually epigenetic.
0: Yes, I wanted to talk that's, to you about that. Yeah, continue. Exactly- uh huh.
1: But it is, you know, like that's a scientist, you know, like having our back, you know, like right. in a way. Yes. It has been proven that generation after generation, through ourselves, we pass on the different traumas. And it happened actually with the Holocaust. Because two generations after, even now three generations after, the new generation, unfortunately, was still experiencing the same PTSD the same fears how was it possible you know that maybe you are still afraid of maybe i don't know taking the train or being stuck you know being trapped you know like or not being able you know to eat meat you know like or being afraid of smoke and finally you know the scientists you know they made a discovery they use mice and they discovered that so of course it's the experience is awful you know like so they divided you know like two group of mice the first group you know it was like just Traumatizing, you know, like those little mice, not being nice, not feeding them, you know, like and still having, of course, baby mice. Okay. And then, you know, like with I would say maybe the second generation, you know, they were setting up a nicer environment with a lot of love, you know, like and feeding them. And they could see that actually the traumas, you know, got released by just setting up, you know, a better environment. Mm. And then this is how, you know, we discovered, you know, with human, it also actually what happened, because this is part of our loyalty. We want to belong to our family, no matter what we want to belong. So if in my family, we are addicted to alcohol, I might become an alcoholic. So then I feel that I belong. I feel that I have a place. And so I am seen, I am heard, and I'm recognized, which is good. Or if we belong through depression, I might also be depressed or if we belong through poverty I might also you know self sabotage my career to still you know be part of you. Wow. But here's a trick. Maybe you are going to become very successful a very successful attorney. And you know what? You are going to start feeling guilty and you don't know why because you have everything and you are going to start gambling. You don't know, even know why, but you are going to start losing your money. So then guess what? You are still in the same dynamic. Don't worry, I am successful, but I'm still very poor. Mm. This is how, you know, like it works, unfortunately, you know, because in order to be a fulfilled adult, you know, a peaceful one, the best things that our parents can give to us, you know, like during our childhood, is being seen, being heard, and being recognized. So we belong. If you can pass on. Those four elements to your child, well, I want to say I can guarantee you, you know, like he or she will be a superstar, (laughs) okay, don't get me wrong here, you know, but he will know as an adult, like, I have a strong support system, and this is amazing. And of course, he or she might try, you know, different experiences, you know, but this is also be part of your life, you know, as an adult, and then your parents are not in charge of you anymore, so you do whatever you want, okay? Okay. But this is what you also have to understand is we want to belong, no matter what it will take, no matter what it will cost me, I want to belong to my family.
0: Okay, so I just had a moment when you were saying that, that I, I'm i just going to use this as an example, hopefully. Okay, I went through this phase in my 20s, I would say my mid 20s, my family, my parents were immigrants from southern italy mm-hmm. their early years you know their lives there were were hard of course as most southern italian the lives were hard and very yeah. poor etc and when they came here of course they struggled as well i've always been very attached to the stories of the times i was not in you know the times that came before me all mm-hmm. my siblings are a lot older than me so you know they were even in those stories and you know the writer and the storyteller in me always was very attracted to those stories mm-hmm. so especially the stories about my mother, you know, she struggled so much in the beginning. And I went through this period in my twenties where I moved down South. I really did not have a lot of money. I wasn't trying to be very successful. I just, I was living in essence, I've thought about this so much, but it's still hard to describe. I was in a way, I feel like I was trying to replicate my parents' experience because Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I it was almost like I had to succeed through hardship mm-hmm. the way they did. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're just I just realized listening to you is I was like trying to belong. Is that what is that what that was by yes. reliving the A- narrative?
1: Yeah, exactly. You were trying to repair something.
0: Oh, my gosh, it's
1: deep. Of course, you are absolutely right here, Dolores, because when something or someone's destiny, okay, has not been acknowledged, has not been taken care of at that moment, okay, of the situation, of the struggle, of whatever happened, okay? The family system will look for someone else to take care of it. And so it will be the next generation that in a way someone will be chosen and okay. I'm going to do it for you because then I belong. My mom had two miscarriages. I will have two miscarriages. I do not mean here that it's on a conscious level that you are going to have those two miscarriages. Okay, don't get me wrong. But it's because maybe my mother did not talk about it, that I have to talk about it now and that I have to repair those two lives that no matter what belong to the family. Mm. Because everyone has a place. Everyone belongs. I say to all of my women's clients, if you had an abortion or several ones, you know, if you had a miscarriage or miscarriages, if you had a stillborn, recognize them. Give them a place. Because they belong to mm. the family. And we even call after a miscarriage, you know, the rainbow baby, you know, like following a miscarriage. You right. know, like you know, after the rain, you know, like the mm. sun the sun is back. So it is very, very important. It is the same thing with suicide. If someone committed suicide, most of the time we keep it as a big secret or we say, no, he was sick. He died from cancer. You know, like, oh no, it was an accident. You know, we, we covered up, we put some sugar coat on it, you know, like, but we don't say the truth because committing suicide is big, you know, in a family. Right. But the thing is someone else, might again commit suicide just so then that person finally will say oh my god here's a repetition that's the same thing with murder that's the same thing with dying you know in childbirth okay how many times also you know we didn't say that yes your mom died you know while giving your birth we say she died after like it was kind of like again you know very foggy your role okay is to tell your story, is just to tell the truth, the reality of it, so then, no one else after you will have to do it for you. Because how can you do it without actually knowing you know, what really happened? And this is where the frustration is. This is where you know, like we are desperate, despite you know, our best efforts you know, to understand ourselves. Despite 10 years of therapy, you know, we're still at the same point. If you are in that place right now, don't look any further go back to your story, ask questions. What happened? Because I'm carrying on something and I have no idea what it is because I've never experienced it. Wow. Like th- that's what, and believe me, you know what? I have secrets in my family, you know, like I've discovered, you know, like more and more, you know, because I was very curious and I really wanted to understand. Yeah. I also know when to stop. Okay. Cause then the quest also can be endless. And this is Something that I don't want for my clients, either, you know, like for myself, but you are in charge of just telling your story and just, yes, my son, I am sad. Yes, my son, we're going to get divorced. Yes, you know, I was fired. That's okay. It's just giving self confidence to your kids, you know, that just you can express your emotions. You can talk. We are here to help you. We are here to connect. But if your child is always afraid, you know, like of expressing, you know, like his love for you or his anxiety, you know, like, how do you want him to be a successful adult? while actually, at first, the primary family is primary foundation, you know, like refused to listen to him, to see him.
0: So in the example I gave you of my experience, I knew a lot of those stories, so I know we haven't like done. I'm not, I'm not a client of yours. We haven't done analysis work, but just to get a better understanding of how this kind of trauma and and the family stories, especially, work within our bodies and our lives, because I knew those stories that it was my attempt to belong to the larger narrative. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: And perhaps underneath that, if we want to just go a step further, there is the underlying mm-hmm. ups- assumption that I did not feel as if I belonged. Exactly. Yeah, I think that would be very accurate because I, I grew up very, you know, I was came so much later. I was mm-hmm. kind of always felt more American and not Italian enough. Yeah, because
1: you were born here, Dolores. You we're born in America. Yeah. Okay. I use a first generation. I am. hmm. Okay. Yeah. And your siblings are born in America or
0: my siblings were born in America, but they two of them actually lived in Italy for several years uh, okay. at the beginning of their lives. And they grew up in a much at a time where everything was much more Italian. Right. OK. Does okay. that, that make sense? Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah. Right. In our family, et cetera. Yeah. So, wow. That's exactly what I was doing.
1: Yeah. So that is amazing. If I understand well, you're the last one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're the last one. And this is a first generation, also born in America. So it's also hard to accept, you know, like those two cultures because I'm born in America. So I'm also American, no matter what. Right. But I also have that background, you know, very strong background, you know, of being an Italian family, too. And I'm sure you speak Italian. You know what? So it's also like two cultures, two languages. Maybe also, I don't know, you know, maybe your grandmother, you know, did not speak
0: English. Yes. No, and, no, yeah. she didn't.
1: <laughs> and, you know, and I spoke to her, you know, in Italian, you know, yeah. like no matter what. Or maybe maybe your parents, you know, they do speak English, you know, but maybe at some point you help them, you know, to understand something. You Absolutely. Know, like, you know what I mean? Like, because yep. I have a lot of like Asian family, you know, like from China, Korea, Japan, you know. And they were like, Marine, I am the only one in my family who speaks English. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. parents,
1: they only speak in Chinese, you know, like, and all of the administration, you know, like DMV, I always, always had yep. to come with yep. them to Absolutely. translate, you know, to explain. And this is also being in charge more than as a child, but as also parenting your own parents. So
0: this is so interesting. Okay. So to move this forward a little bit. Is it only our parents or is it our uncles, our great-uncles, our great-grandparents?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we say is when you do a family constellations, it can have an impact on seven generations. So really? Three three before you, you in the middle, and then three after you. Mm. Me, most of the time, I ask Questions on four generations, including your own generation. So, I ask questions about your parents, and also, of course, you know, like if any of your uncles or aunts, you know, had a special, you know, fate, you know, destiny as maybe being disabled or dying young or cancer, violence, you know, addictions, you know, anything big. Okay. I ask questions about your grandparents, and sometimes you might know a few things about your great-grandparents, which can always be helpful. And to sum it up very quickly, the great-grandparents' generation with their siblings, okay, they influence, they determine in the family system the philosophy, the belief system of the family. It's a story, okay? What happened to your great-grandparents? For example, me, my great-grandparents, very bold, independent woman, which was pretty rare, you know, like at that time, okay, at the beginning of the um, 90s, you know, and men were pretty weak, okay, gamblers, you know, addict to alcohol, okay, so that's kind of the story here, okay, men are weak, women are strong, okay. Then your grandparents' generation with, again, their siblings, okay, it has an influence on the emotions and feelings, because this is through your grandparents that you can better understand your parents. okay. Why my father is emotionally unavailable. Because probably my grandfather was too. Like things like that. Right. You better understand your parents with your grandparents. And then your parents, it's all about your identity, because at first as a first one giving you an identity. as that you finally break free from it, you know, normally as a teenager that famous and lovely uh, crisis of life.
0: You yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Which is actually very, very important. Yes. I was not like spared, it. no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your parents, it's identity, creativity, and sexuality. And then finally, your generation with your siblings, it's all about your environment, how you take your place, how you speak up for yourself. So you can already see that on four generations, You get a subconscious impact or influence from all of them. Yes. So
0: why do you ask about
1: aunts and uncles? Just in case, again, you know, like if, for example, your issue is your first husband passed away in a dramatic car accident. And you were 25 when he passed away. Okay, so you are very young. And for the past 10 years, you are very very afraid of being in love again because you're afraid of losing again you know like your husband right maybe one of your aunts or one of your uncles kind of experienced the same thing maybe one of your aunts also you know like lost a husband or the love of her life you know at a very young age if we find you know kind of the same dynamic you might be entangled to her destiny because maybe you are the first girl In that new generation, and it's only boys right now. So you might be more sensitive, you know, to that story, to that energy, Mm. and you might develop that entanglement and saying in a way, you, you know what, auntie, no one did it for you. I'm going to do it for you.
0: I see. All right, let's let's step back. So with your aunts and your uncles, you know, people who are, let's say, you know, like your mother and your father created you. Right. So let's put them aside for a second and say this kind of periphery yet close family. Would you say the reason we are entangled with them or could be entangled with them is is epigenetics or the phrase listeners who've been with me for a while will know we we use the term blood memory, right? Like more colloquial a very, very popular topic in my, my other podcast. And actually one of the reasons you know, I wanted to do this show because everybody loves shows about blood memory. So yeah. that's why I knew they would love this conversation. <laughs> um, anyway, so would you say it's, it's a result of epigenetics, like the very DNA, or more of just an energetic connection?
1: I would say it's a, it's a result of not recognizing what happened. I see. So we can say it's more energetic, if you would like. Okay. But it's just, as long as you recognize, you acknowledge, you speak your truth, honestly, like, no one else should be in charge of it. Because it has been spoken. You know, like, it's done, you know? Like, everyone is at peace, you know? Like, the person, you know, like, took care of it, it's over. But, because, you know, like, psychology... Until very pretty recently, you know, it was still seen as oh, okay, you are sick, you are crazy, you know, like you something is wrong with you. It was not about discovering your true self, it was not about meaning in life, you know, your purpose in life, your personal growth. It was about you are fucked up, go to a (laughs) psychologist. That's it, that's all it is, you know what, that's all it is. And we are that new generation finally being like, hold on a minute here, I'm not crazy. I actually don't need to be crazy, but I definitely want to understand my reactions and my behaviors because I want to have a better relationship with my husband, with my wife, with my children. And of course, I need to dive deeper. So before that personal growth was seen as a sickness. Now it is seen as being brave and courageous. Yeah. So I think we're also that generation that, of course, don't get me wrong, you know, like you have families you know, they talk more, you know, they talk more about their emotions and feelings, you know, which is amazing. Okay. But plenty of other families, you know, they don't talk about that. Right. You sure. they just like, oh, don't worry. My mommy's okay, you know, honey. Like, don't worry, you know, like, I'm all smiling, you know, like, and your child is like, are you kidding me? I can feel you're not mm. okay. Yes. And then what is your child going to do? He's going to make up a story. Okay. My mom is sad. My father is an asshole. What can I do now? Should I get sick so that maybe my parents are gonna stay together? Should I become very, very funny so that my mom is not going to be sad anymore? What should I do now? Because as a child, every child, our first mission is to save our family. That's what we think we are here for, saving the family. What has been going on here? What needs to be fixed? And again, that's a teenager period, you know, where you're finally like, you know what, you are good without me, let me just keep going on, okay? But we are so attached to our parents, we are so loyal to our family, that despite, you know, like, us, you know, being aware, you know, like, no, of course I cannot do anything for them, we will still be trying to do something for for them, like you did, you know, like, okay? Maybe, you know what, someone, you know, like was not happy about that story. Maybe someone deeply suffered and no one, you know, listened to that person.
0: Well, it's interesting that you say so much of this is about the stories that are not told because my family, you know, if my family was here talking to you right now, they would say that I'm the one who talks I came along, you know, I was, I was the baby in this big family and everybody was a lot more, I was a lot older. I was a girl, you know, as so I come out with these like big blue eyes and, and it was, I kind of feel like I was a softness, right? Like an, an mm-hmm. right. An outlet that kind of everybody could soften into. And my parents would tell you that no one used to say, I love you to each other until I came along and (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And I I was the one who did. And I would be going to sleep at night and I would say, Okay, good night. Good night, mommy, love you. And little by little over the years, you know, she would she would say, you know, love you too. But like my siblings didn't say that to each other, and they didn't say it to my parents. Uh And all these stories that we know now about my family. So my siblings were there for a lot of them. And a lot of them are terrible. You know who they are but it was me who then came along and I like made my mother tell me I mm-hmm. made people talk about it So it's almost as if if I hadn't done that I feel like they would still be untold mm-hmm. And I find it interesting. I don't understand why I'm that person <laughs> Well, you know what or why yeah, any okay. of us are you know um,
1: what amazed me is i can't have the same role in my family
0: right it sounds like it yeah yeah
1: of course you know i felt that my parents you know loved me but they never say i love you i love you i love right. you. right you know? i knew they it,
0: loved me I, right exactly yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty new now for my mom you know to turn up a call like okay je t'aime i love yes, you, you know? right like, just oh, me too you know like it's really pretty, pretty new and i have to say we For the past, I don't know, maybe it's been three months now or four months, we did create a WhatsApp group with my brother, my father and my mother. Oh, wonderful. And I've never felt happier in my life. Oh, I bet. But I am 34. My brother is 30, you know, like, and, you know, it's just exchange, you know, like on a few things, you know, like, but I was like, wow, what a shift. Mm. What a shift from being a very emotionally available father and shut down father, you know, in 10 years without him, you know, in my life. And finally, you know, the reconciliation between all of us. That's for me, it's also all about the work that I did. I had that vision, you know, like I have to do something for my family.
0: Right, right. So do you feel like for some of us, that's just our our place in the constellation? What?
1: Exactly. You know what? Like, Because no matter what, there is always someone in the new generation that, that is going to try to do something, to make a move. Okay. And maybe sometimes it's going to be very subtle and completely misunderstood. Like I'm an addict. Oh, come on. He's an addict. You know what? I don't want to deal with him. But that's actually the one who is trying to show something here because that addiction is not new in your family. It did not start with me. But it can end with me. But maybe my grandfather was an addict. Maybe my grandfather was an addict. Maybe my uncle was an addict. It never starts with you. You are just part of a heritage, of a legacy that you are carrying on. And you don't know what to do with it because ultimately you never experience that. Right. Yeah. And like you, Doris, you know what? I became very curious because on my father's side, pfft, I don't know anyone. <laughs> I knew my grandmother. But very also, like, no husband. My father was abandoned by his father, you know, when she was pregnant. I have a background with Prussia and Argentina and Germany, you know, like. And I heard a lot of stories from my mom, you know, my mom's childhood. And every time we're like, hey, dad, what about you? It was, first of all, always our mom telling us about him. Mm. And it was very sporadic, you know, Mm. like just a few things here and there. And I finally, you know, like in a way, recreated, you know, the story to finally understand, you know, like, oh, okay, I got it now. That's a story.
0: What if we don't know our stories? (laughs) I'm sure you get that question a lot. Yeah. What if we don't know them?
1: So here I'm going to bring the body back in the discussion. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's okay if you don't know your stories. Like maybe also you were adopted. Mm. Or maybe your parents died, you know, and you were very young and you have no family left, you know, like to ask any questions. In regard to the issues that you are going to work on, your body will guide you. For example, what you can do is if you are depressed, okay, you can write a letter or just say out loud. It's just an example here. For the past five years, I have been very depressed. I've done everything to understand, but I'm still in a lot of pain. So today I just want to give it back to my past, to my family, because I know it did not start with me, but I want to end that depression with my life. So whoever was depressed in my family, whoever I am entangled with, I disentangle myself now and for all the days to come. Mm. I just give it back. And normally you should feel lighter or just maybe a feeling of peace, you know, like maybe not right away, maybe right away, maybe in the next few days, but I can guarantee you that your subconscious will process that new information. You might even have very symbolical dreams and then you will see it will be gone. So that's the same thing, you know, like with anything, you know, like eating disorders, difficult love life, you know, career, money, just if you have done everything. And until now, you're still struggling with it. My advice is just give it back to your past, give it back to your family, give it back to your ancestors and yeah. do it with your entire heart. Your body will guide you for sure.
0: That's terrific advice. I mean, that's terrific advice. You know, I was thinking as you were talking for s- someone who's skeptical, what are the odds in the example you just gave that the depression is not related to your family? It's not really is not, what are the odds that the depression, right? You use the example of somebody who's suffering from depression yeah. for five years. Yeah. You know, what are the odds that the depression does not have anything to do with the family?
1: Okay. <laughs> Honestly, Doris, if I'm honest with you, I will say no.
0: Yeah. That's what I figured you'd say. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, yeah. I truly believe that that sentence, you know, it did not start with you, but it can end with you. It's, Probably is a principal core of family constellations, and it's been eight years now. Okay, that I've been working with over one thousand clients. Okay, so hearing more than one thousand stories, every time, every time, there is a connection. Mm, wow, with someone every time, like that's it. You know what? Like uh, I'm not trying, you know, like to impress you and like, oh no, don't be skeptical. I really don't care. You know, maybe it's not for you, and that's okay. But until now, that saying never, never got wrong.
0: Yes, I believe it. I mean, obviously I believe it because this is, this is why I wanted to do the show and have you on yeah, exactly. as well. I, I think yeah. it's so deep and so intangible, which is why earlier I said, I love how visceral your work is, because yeah. I think we really need that. You know, the stories of our families seem kind of amorphous, right? Oh, there's stories. But you know, also on the flip side of that, I've done a lot of research. Um, and one of the the big topics that I'm interested in and on this show is what what really what you're talking about, but I call it the majesty. So it'd be the, the majesty of your lineage mm-hmm. and your yeah. ancestors. Yeah. And you you are born and you become a part of that story and that yeah. majesty. And research is very clear that that children who know their family stories are have more emotional confidence they just do better overall in life and it doesn't take too much to understand that when you know where you come from you Mm -hmm. you right you feel like you belong Mm -hmm. you you have two. you have you have a patch of the world to stand on yeah so all of this is i think kind of like a I guess the darker side of that coin, right? But also the lighter, you know, like through the darker mm-hmm. you get to the light. Yeah. But I, what I'm hearing you say also is it's kind of like it's two things at the same time. We may not know our family stories, right? Or we may not talk about our family stories and that yeah. can cause the problems, the issues. Yeah. But also like me, we may know our family stories mm-hmm. and we still may need to heal them.
1: Of course, because the thing is, We have, as an adult, we have to be responsible for what we want to create in that adult life. And the story in itself, I'm going to say it, it's pointless. Mm. Because we become more addicted to the story than actually we become responsible for our life. How many times I heard, but Marin, my father was violent. My mother did this. My mother, I'm like, I don't care. You are 35 now, baby. What do you want? Do you still want to look at your past, you know, and be angry and be frustrated? Or do you want to move on and you want to be happy? At some point, you have to clearly state, you know, like, no, I want to be happy. My parents, they did the best they could. Now let's move on. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I think I realized at one point that the way you grow up, you know, the kind of the signal that you are growing up is when you can look at your parents and understand A, that they were just human. Yeah. Right? And B, that they did the best they could and with what they had. In my case, learning about my mother's upbringing, learning Mm -hmm. more about the environment she was raised Mm -hmm. in. At the time when I was going into adolescence and then even the teenage years, which we've already discussed. Yeah. It was really hard for me to understand why she quote unquote treated me the way she did why, mm-hmm. she, why was she raising me and you know even had raised my sister mm-hmm. the way she did and it was very difficult and a mm-hmm. lot of struggle, but then I got into my twenties and I started to look at her and understand that that was how she was raised that was her environment exactly. God yeah, that's it and there was I was able to forgive a lot of it I mean all of it. And then you also are able to see her wounds. Yeah, of course.
1: Right? Because no matter what, like, we forget about that, like, but our parents, they also have their own stories. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They do.
1: As a child, of course, it's all about us, you know, like me, 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 you know, like, mom, look at me, mommy, 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 you know, like, it's normal. But then as an adult, if we're still in that dynamic, look at me, look at me, look at me, I'm suffering, I'm suffering, I'm suffering, I'm suffering. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. (laughs) When is it going to end? Right. Because. Again, you are 30, 35, 40, 45. You are a big guy now. Exactly. You cannot change your parents, but you can change your perception. Again, how many times our parents are like, "Marine, it has changed so much, and my parents didn't do anything. How is that possible? I'm like, it's just because you change your perception. Yeah, you changed.
0: So right, right. That's all it is. You That's all it is. I had uh, watched... um. God, this david letterman had this like series on netflix where he interviewed people something like that. i think that was it anyway and jay-z was on yeah did you see this
1: david, david letterman yes
0: did you see what i'm tra- do you see this interview oh this you must have had the same thought that i'm about to say knowing you doing your work <laughs> yeah well he started talking about his father who you know was estranged and wasn't around i think perhaps if I'm remembering correctly, may have even been on drugs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think something like that. Yeah. Too. And
0: his relationship with his mother and he just very eloquently said something along the lines of like, where my parents were at that time and like the kind of man my father was, like he just could not be there for us. And it was so like, I was like in my head, I'm like, that's a grown man. That's a grown man because, he, because- he's not blaming his father anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just like acknowledging, consenting to the truth, the reality of it. You know what? At that time, yes, as a kid, again, I suffered a lot. But now I can see that he couldn't have done better. Right. That's all it is. It's all and, it is. Yep. Exactly. And yes, it's very unfortunate. You know, like he could have worked on himself. Of course, we can always find, you know, like so. But you know what? The thing is, it did not happen. So what do you want at that moment? Do you still want to reconcile or do you still want to blame? Mm. That's a choice. Right. That's just a choice. Life is all about choices.
0: That's Beautifully said. Beautifully said. So, Maureen, we're coming to an hour of having been together. And I still have like a page of things I want to talk to you about. (laughs) As I said to you before, when we were just communicating, you know, to book you on the show, I said, I have a feeling... I'm going to ask you to come on again. It was pleasure. Yes, Thanks. because there's so much more to talk about really and I know that like when I when listeners hear this, I'm going to get a lot of questions from them and I'll bring those with me. Perfect. But to wrap up, I want to leave us with this this last thing and I want I want your comment on it. So, of course, I just had a baby. We we were talking about yeah. that but before we got on mic. And of course, I want to be sure he inherits the strengths of my family. Of, of his ancestors and i would like to minimize the amount of <laughs> trauma <laughs> the, and the negative things that he inherits and also today i noticed on your instagram account you a quote caught my attention uh i think it was from jonas sulk gonna, who, i don't yeah. know who that is but yeah
1: be I, your good ancestors
0: <laughs> yes our our greatest responsibility mm-hmm. is yeah. to be good ancestors yeah
1: Exactly.
0: So can you just as a summation, just kind of leave us with advice on how to be good ancestors and also, you know, for us who are starting families or thinking about starting families, how we can kind of be good midwives for the next generation.
1: So first of all, I'm not a mom yet. Okay, so I don't know, you know, like that. New dynamic you know like mm. having my own child but i think what we can definitely do is first of all not hiding our emotions and feelings even so he's very little or she's very little and we think that he or she is not going to understand they understand anything and everything mm. that's all they're actually even better understand than us because because they cannot talk yet they can only process you know where our emotion and feelings So they are very, very, you know, on the primal and new instinct, okay? So um, just speak to your child to your children you know like speak to your newborn speak to your toddler you know like just tell him tell her you know what has been going on you know like hey you know what today mommy's a little bit sad and maybe you can see it right now but first of all it's not about you honey like do not worry like mommy's good and she's I don't know fully supported by daddy you know like you just do you and I'm here for you or you know just explain you know like to your children you know like A divorce, you know, like how many times I hear like, no, Marie, and I stay with my partner, you know, for our children. No, honey, you stay to your partner because you want to stay with your partner. Mm. Don't put that on your children. Mm. Your children are not in charge of your love life. Okay. And happy children equal happy woman, happy men. So happy parents. Because if your relationship with your husband or your wife is nasty as F, (laughs) your children will feel it. Right. And then they will develop something in order to, you know, calm down the situation here. Okay. So always just speaking your truth, you know, like with, of course, simple words. Okay. What I love, you know, like recommending to my clients is write your story in a book, in a journal. And I don't know when your child will turn 18 years old. Maybe just pass on the story. Uh, What a great idea! Yeah. Here.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember
1: the story from your, even with pictures, you know, like here, those are your great grandparents. They were born in Italy. And here's a story. Here's mom and dad. I have five siblings, you know, just like here. That's your story. Yes. You can read it if you want. If you want, you can just put it on the corner. Yes. On the side, But just like, be honest with your children. Be true. Don't hide a cancer. Don't hide a miscarriage. Don't hide a divorce. Don't hide your pain because your children, no matter what, they will always feel it. And so make up a story. And we do it too, Dolores. You know, when you feel that your friend is angry or upset towards you, yeah, rather than asking her like, hey, you know what, Isabel, I can feel like some anger, you know, like, could we talk about it? Like, am I wrong? You know, then there is a discussion. But what we do most of the time is we are going to talk to another friend. Oh, my God, I can feel that Isabel is so angry, you know, at me. I don't even know why, you know, like, you know, like she's so annoying. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we make up a whole narrative, too. Yeah,
1: It's, it's a movie. We are such great, amazing filmmakers. Like, it's amazing how far we can go. Oh, yeah. While yeah. actually, Guilty. Mm-hmm. yes, Isabel was angry because she had a pretty difficult conversation with her mom, and it has nothing to do yes. with you.
0: Yes, which is like, so often the case. It has, It's course. not personal. It has nothing to do with you.
1: Of course. It, yeah. And it's a one-minute conversation <laughs> that right. can save headache, you know, stomach ache, you know, like, and that's it. Ask questions. But we are so afraid. Yes. That's the thing. But the more we are going to raise our voice, the more we are going to say, no, here's my truth, the better it will be for everyone. Send your child. What I say is no matter what, he or she, at some point, they will fuck up. That's okay. You know what? Like we have experiences to live. you know, like we have situations. We also have our own destiny, but they will know that mom and dad, they are behind me. They have my back. And no matter what, I can always go back to them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it goes also goes back to, you know, writing your story down goes back to this idea of, you know, the importance of, of us knowing our stories and our place. And I was writing a post earlier today, exactly about this, where, you know, my father passed away 11 years ago. And I, of course, with my three and a half month old son, you know, I think about every day that I wish my father was here. But I think it's very important. And I encourage other people to talk about them as if they are here. Of course. Right. And I I mean, I already have in my son son's room, you know, some people might think this is morbid, but we have a beautiful prayer card from his, you know, his mass when he passed away. It's a beautiful photo of him on it. I have that on a shelf in my, my son's yeah. room. He, because he belongs. Because he belongs. I could just got choked up. That's yeah, right. You know what? He I just got choked up. He belongs.
1: He is his grandfather. Yes, unfortunately, they won't meet, you know, in person, you know, Mm -hmm. like physically, you know, on a Mm -hmm. physical level. Mm -hmm. But
0: his grandfather is part of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I do know some people where the the wound is so hard that they won't talk about the deceased person. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It, It is. But, you know, that person will disappear.
1: Exactly. And no one, you know, should feel, you know, like I have no place. Right. I am not important. Like, that's not fair. And that's not fair for your baby boy. Because no. It, it's like, you know, like when you're a single mom and maybe it is a very sad story, you know, very, you know, like suffering, you know, a lot of pain. But your child deserves to know his story.
0: Exactly. Perfectly said.
1: Who is his father? You cannot, you know, like take away this from him or her. That's so unfair because then you make it about you. Mm. But when you become a mom, when you decided to become a mom to create a new life, okay? Even so, yeah, maybe you were drunk, you know, like, <laughs> you know- I-, I don't care. I don't care. You were uh, responsible enough to have sex with someone. Right. Okay? You're good. You know the game here. You uh-huh. know the game, baby. If you don't use condom or if- whatever it is, okay, you know the game. You know the rules. Just be in charge of that. Take your role be responsible. You are the mother. You act like a mother. Mm. You are not here to be her friend or his friend. You are here to be the mom. Mm. So yes, your child he's going to hate you at some point. He's going to tell you, mom, you suck. Mom, you are mean. I don't like you anymore. That's okay. You know what? That's my role. I'm your mom. Go for it. I will cry after. Right. (laughs) You know what? I'm here for that. You are in charge. You are the adult one. Your child is a little one. He's not in charge of your life, he's not in charge of your relationship, he's not in charge of your sexual life, he's just in charge of being a child. Mm. And when the parents give that space to their child, again, they're good to go.
0: Yes, beautifully said. Maureen, I love not only your work, but I love the way you deliver it. I love you would think Thank you, you so grew much. up in New York, your straight talk manner. You're like straight talk. <laughs> You're like a New Yorker it's been six years in new york though
1: after 10 years yes well we've
0: worn off on you (laughs) (laughs) yes you're (laughs) very like that's a we call it straight talk to the point no no you know no frills yeah
1: yeah, i don't have time yeah that's what i said to my clients listen (laughs) you don't have time here you have to be happy now like life is supposed to be fun i love it just do it do the work and then just enjoy it to the fullest
0: so maureen i'm gonna link to your website and and your social media pages in the show notes so listeners go to the show notes but just real quick just let us know i know you have events that you do and courses so are you always doing these events and courses people can just keep checking your site follow you on yes, instagram
1: some um, i host a workshop and then, of course, you can check online once a month. I host a workshop on a different topic. And I also have an online class where I talk for two hours about one specific subject. And, of course, you can follow me on Instagram, on my website, maureensalini.com. I have a newsletter. Or you can also just send me an email, you know, like I always answer back. So, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Marine. thank you so much for your time. I look forward to speaking to you soon again. <laughs> you
1: so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Thanks for spending the time with me and Maureen. I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation. If you did, please consider subscribing to the show. You can just click the subscribe button there on your phone or wherever, uh, from wherever you are listening to this. Share with your friends on social. Uh, The more people who are part of the conversation, the better the conversation will be. And You can find me on Instagram by searching Dolores Alfieri Taranto. It usually pops up when you just do Dolores Alfieri. And if you want to learn more about me and the show, you can visit the show's website, bellafigurapodcast.com. And please... DM me on Instagram or email me at dolores at com with your thoughts and any show ideas that you'd like me to pursue. I really do like hearing from you and I really want to touch on topics that not only I'm interested in, but that you're all interested in as well. I want it to definitely be a conversation between all of us. So I, I want to